0: Hello and welcome to the Small Talk podcast. This podcast aims to bring you the facts about topical issues in the UK and equip you with a better understanding of political, economic and societal issues. My name is Rasha and you can join me for the next 15 minutes where in this episode we shall be talking about immigration. So today I wanted to explore the phrase, they're taking our jobs. Without any further explanation or context, we're all pretty familiar with the phrase being linked to immigration or robots We're going to be talking about immigration. It's an area which everybody has an opinion on and a key topic that political parties base their policies around and typically the aim is to reduce immigration. If you step on the tube at rush hour in London you might agree that the country really doesn't have the space for any more people, quite literally. On the other hand some will argue that we have to realise Britain has an aging population and we're going to need immigrants to support our country. No doubt this is a huge topic with so many different opinions and perspectives, but we're going to be looking specifically at the impact of immigration on the labour market. We're going to try and see whether there is any logical or rational evidence which supports the idea that immigrants are a strain on their job market. And we're going to look at a few areas to decide this. Firstly, we're going to be looking at the role of immigrants in entrepreneurship and business. Secondly, we're going to be asking whether a primary motivator for migration is to benefit from the UK's welfare system. Thirdly, we're going to look a little bit more closely about the types of industries that immigrants are typically employed in. And finally, we're going to be reversing the question and asking whether immigrants can be a force for good. I am aware that I begin this podcast in a biased frame of mind. I myself was born in Mauritius and 17 years ago, my family moved from the exotic beaches uh, to Coventry. A perplexing move to some, even myself now, (laughs) but my parents made the decision for me and my sisters. We, like countless others, came here for better job prospects, education, all the other privileges that the UK has to offer. But I am going to do my best to try and keep my bias at bay. We're going to be addressing the questions which anti-immigration purporters usually wield and look into whether there is any truth in them. So let's jump right in. Let's begin by looking at the relationship between immigrants and entrepreneurship. So, I came across some very interesting stats for this one. The Centre for Entrepreneurs published a report in 2014. They had some very interesting findings surrounding immigrants and entrepreneurship. So, in this study, it was found that 14% of startup businesses in the UK were founded by immigrant entrepreneurs. So that's just under half a million businesses were formed by immigrants, a pretty staggering number. If we compare that to native Britons, immigrants are three times more likely to start up their own business. This report was published in 2014 and at the time a staggering 8.3 million jobs were created from those businesses by immigrants. So that means around 13% of the population are employed by immigrants. In fact, some of the people behind the biggest brands that we know are immigrants. A gentleman of Polish heritage founded Tesco, EasyJet was founded by a Greek, and an Indian created Cobra Beer, just to name a handful of the hundreds of thousands of businesses formed by immigrants. So to me, that seems like an overwhelmingly positive impact. So let's move on to looking at immigrants and welfare system. A popularised argument against immigration is that foreigners exploit the welfare system here in the UK. So is there any truth to this? Uh, Now, before we even dive into the numbers and stats for this one, it has to be noted that a lot of non-EU immigrants are not even eligible to claim welfare benefits in the first place because they don't have permanent residency in the UK. Even if someone is eligible, the process of applying for state welfare is one completely entrenched in red tape. Even the smallest of infractions can make you ineligible. So these factors mean that there is a pretty tough road for migrants when they get here, often without the safety net of welfare in the first place. So imagine having uprooted your whole life to move to a different country in the hope of securing better living conditions and opportunities. And then the actual reality of it is far tougher than could ever have been expected. Acquiring permanent residency is long, expensive, tedious. It doesn't only affect your financial stability, but your mental health. Anyway... I'm digressing. Let's go back to seeing what the studies actually have to say on whether immigrants are exploiting the welfare system. The University College London produced a report. They found out that recent immigrants have made a positive net contribution of £20 billion to the UK over the last decade. It was also founded that the british government had i quote completely failed to present evidence that showed the welfare system was being exploited by eu nationals who actually pay more in tax than they receive in benefits in a report published by the department of work and pensions it was stated that non-immigrants made up 93 percent of benefit claimants so that's 93 percent of those who claim welfare benefits are brits and we're left with five percent of non-eu immigrants and only 2% of EU migrants claiming benefits, which is surprising even to me. I think I expected the numbers to be a lot higher. This is one of the main anti-immigration arguments. It's the belief that they're here to utilise our welfare system and our restrain on our resources. This whole media focus that we have on migrants and political parties wanting to clamp down on immigration use this as one of their main arguments when they actually only account for 7% of the whole population. It's a huge misconception then that welfare benefits are the primary reason for migration and that's supported by research studies published by the government in 2015. It seems pretty crazy to me that we as a country have allowed such a small minority of the population to dictate the issues that we're angry about. A deciding factor for a lot of people who voted Brexit would have been this. It would have been the argument that the EU allows an influx of immigrants in who will only come here to claim benefits. Those people make up 2% of our whole population. You have to ask yourselves, aren't there bigger things to worry about? So let's turn the conversation back onto jobs then. If immigrants are not claiming welfare benefits or starting their own enterprises, they're entering the workforce. So does that mean that they're crowding out the labour market? We do have unemployment here in the UK, it stands at 5.4%. That's a pretty arbitrary figure by itself, but relatively, it's actually the lowest figure that we've had in 40 years. So at the moment, there are around 16% foreign-born people that make up our labour market. That's reported by the Migrant Observatory in 2015. It also states that employment of migrants has grown fastest in the low-skilled sectors and occupations. So that's services such as food and beverage, transport and security, uh, to mention a few. And I guess my personal experience supports that as well. Solely based on that, I noticed a major difference in the demographics when I worked in blue-collar jobs compared to white-collar environments. In the number of manual labour jobs and low-wage sector jobs which I've worked with, the people around me came from all backgrounds. You had a plethora of nationalities and races and... have to say those are environments which are reflective of the london that i know the one that i walk through every day and that make up the tube carriages and buses that i sit on the first office job i had the majority of people i worked with if not all were white brits apart from the security staff and the cleaners and the experiences of my peers and fellow grads echoed mine they walked into offices where the demographics were very similar But that's just been my personal experience and those of the people that I surround myself with. I guess to the person who is worried about immigrants taking their jobs, I can see why people might think that's the case. The blue collar workers are the ones serving you, the front of house staff, the ones you see day in, day out as you go about your daily lives. And yes, a lot of them are immigrants. They're the visible staff. However... There are so many societal hurdles and obstacles that are making sure immigrants have to double and triple their efforts in comparison to the native Brit, even for those jobs. I guess it's time to have a look at what the research has to say. Well, the Migrant Observatory stated that those immigrants in the less skilled occupations were actually very skilled. We have a severe case of underemployment, which is where somebody is underused, essentially. It means that they have skills which are going to waste because they're in a job where they can't make the most of it. And that can be for a huge number of reasons. There are a lot of barriers that immigrants face before they can even enter the labour force. Things like having to adapt to a different cultural setting, a language barrier, having qualifications which aren't recognised here, not being able to form the networks for the jobs where it's all about who you know. All of those things have a negative impact, despite the fact that the individual in question might be more than capable of doing an amazing job. People have less of a problem with skilled immigrants coming into the country. But I think we assume that there are less skilled immigrants because of the type of jobs they're doing. But... As I mentioned before, that's merely because of underemployment. So all of those things have a negative impact on opportunities, despite the fact that the individual in question might be more than capable of doing an amazing job. And of course, this comes coupled with discrimination on the part of employers. A report by the IPPR concluded that this was a significant factor impeding an immigrant's chance to secure a job. Discrimination. Stereotypes influence the decision-making process even before individuals have been seen for an interview. A study conducted in 2009 confirmed this. And there is substantial research that comes to the same conclusion. There are studies that have found that job applicants with foreign-sounding names are less likely than their white-sounding counterparts to get called in for an interview. A girl I used to work with literally changed her name so she'd be more likely to get a job. A study by the Office for National Stats of the Labour Force survey concluded that British Muslims were the most discriminated group when it came to employment. Muslim men were up to 76% less likely to have a job of any kind compared to their white male British counterparts of the same age with the same qualifications. Immigrants from certain ethnic backgrounds, uh, on average, have to make up to 150% more applications than a non-migrant in order to get a callback. And it's not just low-skilled workers who face prejudice. Black graduates from Russell Group universities are more likely to be unemployed after graduating than their white classmates and obviously there are a lot of factors that influence these statistics just the unifying factor is that these people are all from ethnic backgrounds but you get the idea so with these in mind you have discrimination you have all those hurdles I mentioned before you have to credit the immigrant that actually overcomes these obstacles and even gets a job So when people come out with statements saying they're taking our jobs and blaming a minority group with substantially less opportunities and more barriers than they have, it's very hard to conclude that this isn't just scapegoating. This highlights a serious flaw in attitudes in general. We live in a capitalist society, right? One that tells us competition is an advantage and something that we should use to encourage and motivate everyone else to be better. Now it's time to reverse the question. We've heard that immigrants are actually very entrepreneurial, they're not exploiting our welfare system and are actually being underused and can contribute a lot more to the labour force, given the opportunity. More than a quarter of the doctors in the NHS are immigrants. We have an ageing population, which means we are actually going to need immigrants to reduce the strain that the older generation are going to create on the economy. Companies time and time again have stressed the need for diversity in the workforce, and albeit controversially, it's for a reason. We desperately need new ideas, creative solutions, and diversity of thought which is inherent from those from diverse backgrounds. Britain has a history of relying upon immigrants and the global community to help the country, whether it's reaching out to countries to fight alongside them in world wars or inviting immigrants into the country to help rebuild post-war Britain. With all those factors in mind, Britain pretty much needs immigrants to be able to function economically. Although politically it's not viable to say we need immigration because the population inherently believe that the problems that immigrants bring into the country outweigh their potential benefits, which simply isn't true. The UK's adversity towards immigration is a rather hypocritical one, given that we have the largest amount of expats in other EU countries. So... Whilst the notion that immigrants are overcrowding the labour market is a popularised belief, we've shown through this podcast using credible, available research and evidence that it's simply not true. Immigrants are more likely to start up their own businesses and create jobs in the process. They are less likely to be reliant upon welfare benefits they are more likely to be employed in low-skilled sector jobs and ultimately face significant barriers to entering higher-paid jobs due to discrimination than their native Brit counterparts. We found that on the contrary, as an economy, we would benefit more from diversifying our workforces, If we care about the future of our economy and keeping Britain a global leader we should be striving to encourage employment of migrants in higher skilled jobs. I have listed a number of sources uh, all of which can be found in the description box. If you would like to share this podcast or have any comments we would love to hear from you and if you would like to contribute or produce your own podcast or suggest an idea please email us at hello at smalltalktv.co.uk You have been listening to the Small Talk podcast. Join us next week for some more. Thank you for listening and have a good week.